Welcome to the Listener Don't Podcast, a podcast featuring raw, uncut, and unfiltered conversations between two midlife girlfriends sharing their life experiences. Listener don't. Either way, we'll be fine. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Is it amazing because it's been a while since we've actually recorded? Not that we haven't seen or spoken to one another in this... So <laughs> in this time, it was funny because I had somebody ask last night about if we recorded while I had we had our girls weekend. <laughs> and I was just like, well, no, not really, because it was really weird as to how like our conversations would get started. Like all of a sudden we were just like, hey, we should go take Jackson out for a walk. And then we'd be standing by your, uh, you know, your island in your kitchen. And then one of us would say something and then it would turn into this long, provocative, (laughs) meaningful, deep conversation. And it wasn't the time to be like, oh, hold on a second. We got to, you know, we got to record this quick. That would have been weird. However, I do wish we would have did it now. (laughs) Again, because we had some really fucking powerful conversations. I don't even remember what we talked about. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like what happens at Kyra stays at Kyra's. It's like Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I really, I mean, I know we talked about a lot, a lot. We covered a lot of ground, but I can't remember what, and I remember thinking while we were talking how, oh, I need to write this down uh, <laughs> because it's going to be, a, it would be a great topic to cover. I mm-hmm. also remember how fucking hilarious you are. Um, not that I don't always know that, but like yeah. you had some stingers in there. The- <laughs> <laughs> my self, my self soothing ritual, <laughs> you know, that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was it. The rubbing of self, letting me know that I'm, I'm pretty, I'm going to be okay. I'm safe. It's okay. It's okay. You are loved. God, that was so (laughs) funny. That was so funny. (laughs) Yeah. I told you how the, the therapist I'm seeing is, well, that was like one of the techniques she's asked me to Mm -hmm. do or employ is like to, you know, implement some touch as soothing myself (laughs) and you just rocking back and forth and i'm imagining myself in meetings doing this with like the camera you know camera yeah. off, rubbing my shoulders yeah yeah it you know and it's it, it comes up everywhere like when i had my somatic therapist that i was working with for a while it was the same sort of a deal like how can you you know have that physical touch of self to get nurturing and comfort from you know somebody ideally yourself because it's always all about like how can you connect with that inner child and nurture yourself and get that from yourself versus seeking that from somebody else outside of you Mm -hmm. um or you know soothing yourself from whatever words were used outside of you that you're you know now trying to create that safe space for yourself (laughs) (laughs) oh oh my god that was so funny i wish that was one i wish was on a video Uh. Yeah, it was a good time. I love seeing you. Aren't you coming back? I, I am coming back in November. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I know it's in the shared calendar. Yeah, you already got it. Look at you. Look, so it's a Thursday. I'll be there on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm leaving on a Sunday. Bullshit. You say that now. <laughs> you show up on a Tuesday. <laughs> I show up on a Tuesday. Something has gone awry. <laughs> oh that was great too that was great Uh, how have you been how's your writer's retreat it's spectacular i can tell you're getting good stuff out of it 
I am loving it. I'm loving all of the speakers, even in just the moments in between the main headline. Mm -hmm. So much impactful stuff. Like, it's fantastic. It's also everything. I realize everything that I work on with clients is a lot of things that are coming up here as well. So it's Mm -hmm. been fun to be able to also take out additional tools and resources to be able to utilize as I go forward. So I'm fucking loving it. The woman that I sent over, did I send, I sent you a link, I think, to a woman on Instagram, if you haven't looked at yeah. it yet, mm-hmm. uh, Kemi, mm-hmm. her book Power, mm-hmm. She they already asked her to like come back to be a keynote speaker for their May retreat in Hollywood. Nice. And nice. she was only up there for 20 minutes because they had a event on the first night where you could present your story and then if you won a contest, you'd be able to come back and present to the group today on the last day for 20 minutes and she won. And so mm-hmm. they didn't know any of this about her until Seriously? she until she got on stage. Exactly. And so her book was just released yesterday yeah. on Amazon. And it, they asked people to go out and buy it. It yeah. sold out on Amazon in oh, three minutes. Damn. Yeah, and she read through like parts of her story and of her book, and it was spectacular. People were talking about how they were buying this for their daughters, and yeah. oh wow! Oh yeah. yeah, thanks for the link. I'll look it up. The title is intriguing, definitely intriguing. I saw, um, I've seen her before, only in relationship to Rachel Cargill, who yeah, I'm- I love her too yeah, but not read any of her books. So that's mm-hmm. incredible. That yeah. is incredible. She talks about being hidden from who she is because of where she came from, um, being black, being in the corporate America, being in the community, how she had to, you know, keep herself small, not have a voice. And it expanded beyond her culture. And it was just speaking to all women or anybody really that feels that there's something about them that makes them hide themselves because Mm. they are afraid of being too big or being told that you know you're too much or whatever imposter syndrome related seems like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. giant beer in the afternoon that you're drinking it's called better booch better oh kombucha you like your booch i do like my booch (laughs) i'm not in love with i'm i like this i just found this brand yesterday uh but i bought the mango delight i'm not feeling delighted (laughs) okay it's a pretty can that's why i got it (laughs) Because yeah. I'm like, oh, it sounds it's creative. It's got a dove on there. It's really pretty. <laughs> but no, it's not as, um, it doesn't taste as pretty as the can. Mm, that's disappointing. That's well, disappointing. yeah. You know, I was hesitant. But, you know, I tried something new. Mm, yeah. Still drinking it. <laughs> and your love t-shirt. You are just full of brightness. Today. I am. I am. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about you? How have you been since our visit? Uh, good. Uh, I took a nap today and a really good one and like an intentional nap. Not like I, I just sat on the couch and decided to, you know, fall asleep or just accidentally fell asleep watching Unsolved Mysteries, which by the way, I finished. <clears throat> I hate <laughs> Let me see. What did I do? I woke up. Uh, a friend of mine had a big anniversary and I celebrated with them online and then went to Jack and I did like a long walk and then came in, made oatmeal, thought to myself like, all right, this is going to be the the production day, you know, the yeah. cleanup day. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, 
I'm going to go yeah. lay down. And I lay down and I slept for another 90 minutes. <clears throat> and I got eight hours last night, which was great. And then I didn't feel the need to stay in bed. You know, sometimes I feel like when I take a nap, like this is just what I'm doing all day. But I got up and then had to chip my brains out because of whatever reason I get nervous about uh, talking. <laughs> That's hilarious because it's not like I'm showing your face. Like, I know. No one knows what you look like. Everyone asks. And I'm like, there's nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. (laughs) There's a lot to see. There is a lot to see. No, I still have like a little bubble gut. So so being patient with me. Yeah. I'm good. Uh, Work was busy. That's that. I have a new employee that started. Uh, The thing that really shocked me on Friday when I couldn't pull string any words together because it was a busy week. Something simple I was trying to remember and I couldn't because, you know, my at that point, I think I was just burnt out. And she was like, I can't imagine why you're burnt out. You have 19 meetings. I was in 19 meetings this week. And I was like, oh, God, that's terrible. Your first week and I have you in that many meetings. Well, then I looked back later that night and counted how many meetings I, I was in. 38. 38 meetings and I skipped four. Oh my God. Yeah. And we talked about this. This is like the transition period in sort of the merger and all of that jazz. Was it that way prior? Uh, I mean, I think this is a result of COVID culture, you know, COVID corporate culture. You know, I can't, I honestly can't remember what it was like when I wasn't remote or when, you know, I worked in this. It's, I think it's really, you don't see people, you know, hallway passing not that you'd have a meeting in a hallway passing no Uh, but sometimes you can get some shit accomplished by just having a quick two minute but just like a quick touch base to be like hey i have this thing for you blah blah blah, blah, done and then you get to go versus now it's like let's throw a fucking meeting on the calendar and talk about it for 45 minutes and get 20 minutes accomplished so there's gotta be something to that like you know part of me is like is it as a result of not being in the office or is it as a result of productivity being so much higher um, because you're not in the office that therefore mm-hmm. you get more in? Because I just, I don't remember being this busy. I was busy, but I don't remember being so busy and having my hands in so much stuff and only being a staff of one at that point, you know. Sure. That it's, it's, it's just, it's insanity. It's insanity. Mm. So <clears throat> I think it's a mix of both. I think it's okay. a recognition of the productivity and therefore you know why not you know you've got space sure up you know and so this that and the other or you know the way the growth has happened which you know we're constantly fucking growing which isn't a bad thing but um it's hard to keep up with all the above maybe sure sure doubt actually if i went back to the office that things would slow down or things would keep this level of speed like we would not be you know at this velocity it would still be it would actually re- decrease. It has to. It has to. It has to. Um, because an, I think a piece of me that I'm I'm wondering as well is that because everybody's remote, mm-hmm. is there less of a regard for what's happening on your calendar? Yes. Right. I think because you were you were just talking about earlier when we were when I was there about like how you're like there's meetings where like you've got two three meetings at a time and no one appears to be paying attention to what's happening and what's going on so is there a because you're remote is there like a disregard for the humanness because you are now no longer reminded of that when you see people in person 
and uh, everybody's operating in like these virtual silos? That's a good question too. Maybe, or something to consider. Um, I'm also thinking about as a result of being remote, how global you become, you know, sure, so sure. You meet people that maybe you would not have connected with or, um, yeah, that you have people that you maybe would not have connected with, but now you have the opportunity or the access sure. to be all remote and that that can happen. Mm-hmm. I, and then there's also just the sheer fact that my, I've changed in the last, you know, what I'm doing has changed in the last yeah. three years for sure. In the last sure. three years. I think leadership has changed as, you know, as well. Um, right. So where I would not have been in so many things or have my hand in so many things, I now have my hand in these things because of just, it's a different structure. And, um, you know, I'm going to have more responsibility. Because um, you're a badass bitch. Yeah. I'm dancing for you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think I just, yeah. So I think it's all, I think it's all of it. I have a real hard time wanting to admit that it's as a result of being, being at home, be as if that is, that is a problem. And I know that's not what you're saying. I think I'm saying that to myself because there's definitely a push to get folks back in the office. And sure. I'm like, mm, I don't want to. I mean, like everything <laughs> there's, there's positive, there's negative. There's opportunity, there's challenges. I mean, there's possibility in going back in. Yeah, I mean, it's all, yeah, there's all opportunity in however you want to look at that lens. Whatever, whatever color glasses you decide that you want to put on that day is exactly what you can go. Totally. Totally. I definitely agree. If I was a younger employee starting a job remotely at first would sound like a great idea, but it would limit my ability to be able to um, grow within that company if everyone else is Interesting. not. I definitely can see that. There is something to be said about being next to people, um, watching leaders, being in, you know, getting a seat at the table and someone just mm-hmm. remembers because they walked past you to get yep. you on this thing. And that was a really integral part of my growth, my career growth. And I yeah. never take that for granted. And to be someone who's just coming into a company where you don't have those relationships and no one can see you, you know, I'll walk past your desk and remember like, hey, I saw you in the elevator and I know you're part of XYZ. Do you want to come listen in on this? Not that it happens often, but it certainly no, happened. It's exposure. Yes, exactly. I think. Yeah. And there's, uh, uh, for me, I strongly believe that growth happens when you have connections mm-hmm. and you're being seen and being heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's easy in the uh, remote world mm-hmm. to hide yourself from totally. that. Totally. Especially if you're a person that, perf- that wants to stay hidden. Yeah. to your detriment right like it's yeah to be able to like keep yourself inside yourself like you can show up however you want online right whereas you're not if you're going into a place Mm -hmm. like you're always showing up as your best self Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. like you're dressing and expressing yourself in a way that feels comfortable and makes you feel confident whereas Mm -hmm. sometimes i think there's also that opportunity at home where you can just keep hidden and not show up in that way because you can always keep yourself, you know, you don't need to see me face to face. You can just see my avatar. 
Yeah. You can see the 20 minutes or 30 minutes or hour that, you know, I'm doing the one thing, but the opportunities that exist outside of that one thing as a result of being, you know, physically present are, are mm-hmm. not as available unless yeah. you're actively seeking them. I think that's, that's just it. <clears throat> I'm thinking of a particular person who a hundred percent, I know because there's some, because, and I shouldn't talk about that much, talk about me. If I was brand new and I have been brand new, the one thing I didn't want to do was get in the way. I almost didn't want to be seen because if I was seen, someone would make me do something that I was not confident that I could do or have an expectation that I could do something that I, you know, maybe bullshitted my way through and said I could do and come to find out I can't. Because so much of my early career was um, fake it till you make it. (laughs) Yeah. The imposter syndrome, right? Like it's the perpetual thing. Like I feel like as much as we talk about the imposter syndrome, we're also perpetuating this idea to be an imposter. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's all bad to go into a work situation um, where there may be some preset expectations, regardless if you set them for yourself or others have set them for you, um, to want to take a backseat in be more in the space of learning and observing than in the space of doing. So mm-hmm. for example, I was in a new position and let's just pretend I was remote. And I don't know if it matters or not, but I was in a new position. Oh, we're going to talk about not being remote. I'm in the office. I'm in a new position. I go in, um, there's high expectations for what it is um, I'm supposed to accomplish. I still don't quite understand those because, you know, maybe I don't, I, that could, well, I think that's just the case in anywhere you go. Someone, th- you know, they write a job description, but they're not going into detail about what the expectations are of you. Right. At the- it's vague for a reason. It's very vague. Right. Exactly. And then you come to find out like there's a lot of shit there that you don't know. And perhaps those expectations are things that you don't have tools to be able to accomplish at the moment, but you will grow into them. So as a result of that, my tendency is just to sort of sit back, observe, listen, and determine where I can, uh, where the gaps are in my understanding and my learning, and then go out and seek um, Mm -hmm. some way, shape or form. I think that I don't know if that's defined as imposter syndrome, but I do think that there is um, what can happen then is my insecurity pops in. Like there's no way I'm going to learn this or I get overwhelmed or I think sure. about taking it all, you know, I think about learning it all in one day. I'm not thinking about like how this is, you know, going to be a gradual stepping sort of uh, path for me to get to wherever I need to go in order to, to fill those gaps. So that's one thing. But then there is the imposter syndrome of just not believing that you have the capability to fill the gaps to me. And that's the part where I would like to, I wish, and I don't know how, but I would like to think of how I can help others find uh, their way around that mode of mm-hmm. thinking. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm, I'm managing someone or if I have um, a team that I'm, I'm working with and they feel like there's no way that they can accomplish what's being asked of them, though they've have, I know, and I, maybe I do, maybe I would say, I do believe that there's a they have the capability of closing that gap to kind of come from a place of teaching where that's the possibility rather than I think, and maybe this is what I'm recognizing right now, rather than coming from a place of you have to get this or else, you know, which can then increase, I think, that level of insecurity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because then you continue to perpetuate the idea that they're not smart enough. So it's getting to, it's flipping the question, right? So if they're sitting in a situation where they're just like, I don't think I have the capability for this. Well, step back, right? Like it's a, it's a pull them out of the, pull out of the situation and really look at it. Like, what is it that you need to be able to accomplish 
this task or to be able to meet this objective? What is it that you need? And Mm -hmm. then identifying sort of like, okay, these are the things. And then truly getting down to, well, I do, I have the skills probably. And hopefully maybe, (laughs) and if they don't, okay, well then now we know, now this is what you need to do. Like if it's a skill versus a belief, yeah. Right. Like that's, that's, that's the difference. Yeah. If it's a belief, it's just like, okay, let's, let's get to it a little bit. Right. Because it's, yeah, it's all fear or love, right? Like that's, it's fear and love. Those are the things that keep us from what it is that we are trying to get to. We have a fear and we have a lack of love. So, you know, it's identifying then, okay, like where have you in, different situations been able to do these things where have you had a space where that belief has been proven wrong you almost got to build your little trust list in that in that okay hold on a second i just had the thought and it just flew out of my brain because that's how things have gone lately i think you just said for me or what i just took from that is the where being in the same space, sharing the same space with other people, especially in a work environment with someone who's a little new to a company, or maybe they're not new, or maybe they're new in their career, whatever the case may be. That is the gift of being um, in the same space with other people. It is something, and oftentimes that you can't teach, you just have to absorb, you just have to be around, you have to be around other people in order to remind yourself that one, oh, they don't got it either. Or two, this is how they're learning to get it. Absolutely. Um, It's a challenge to do that um, remote if you are someone who, if you aren't someone who, I don't know, has the drive to try and, yeah, to figure it out. Yeah. Because in in both face-to-face environments and virtual environments. It's what type of environment is it that you're looking for? How is it that you want to be supported? What's Mm going to make you feel supported, safe, and comfortable, whatever that looks like? What do you need? And then what's the energy that you're bringing to it? And I feel like in a work environment, you could also take that like for yourself in a leadership role. What's the space that I want to create for my team? Mm-hmm. How is it that I want to show up? Like, what are the assets that I have? What are my quality and traits that are going to best get my team to be the most successful that they can be? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is the energy that you want to be able to bring to that? And I think that that's, again, as the person receiving it, like what or like the person that's showing up, like, what is it that I need in this in this virtual environment? And how how am I going to be my best self? And yeah. what do I need to be my best self? Oh, you got my brain spinning now. Not that well, because it's not conversations that leaders are. I, there's, I don't think it's a conversation that a lot of leaders are having with their people. No, I think well, one, they're you know, we're, if we're talking about today's society, corporate capitalism, if we're talking about that, there's no time for that kind of correct leadership. Uh, in you know, mm-hmm. your, there's pieces of it that I, I'll speak for myself. There's no time for that kind of mentorship in my day to day because I have 38 meetings that I'm going to and little of them have anything to do with it. Right. Right. <laughs> and and I maybe I'm wrong in that. You know, maybe this is a fault of me being, you know, pretty young in my this this particular um aspect of my career, but I would like to figure that out. I would like Yeah, to- because I think it goes back to the conversation that we had a while ago about that's the difference about being a cog in a wheel. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Right? Like that's the, what you always talk about is like the Dianes of your world that had a difference. She may not have been outrightly asking you these things, but she knew these things about you. 
hundred percent demonstrating that. Yes. She demonstrated that. So I think that that's sort of the, that's the example, right? Yeah. Of like, how is it that you want to show up as a manager that's going to make this different, that's going to make you feel like you're of service so that you're getting more than just this paycheck, yeah. you know, to be able to satisfy you, to be able to get you through these 38 meetings to just be <laughs> like, hey, not only am I sitting in these 38 meetings, but I know that I'm having a fucking impact on all of the people that are around me. That's a good feeling to have. It's a good feeling to have. And it's a thing. It's a good thing to be driven by when you are feeling a, a bit like down. It's always yeah. back to how am I helping other people? Um, certainly keeps it sustains me day to day, um, not just in work, but even outside of it, which is an absolutely. Whole I feel like we might be touching upon because you're going to end this uh, section of the podcast. Looks like I am. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I got it. This was my lunch break from my writer's retreat. Oh, shit. Yeah, because this goes till nine o'clock tonight. Oh my God. On Friday night, I stayed up until midnight. Oh, who are you? <laughs> and and I started reading a new book this week and I am over halfway done. I love you, you little nerd. <laughs> I know. I haven't watched television. Look at you. Who are you changing in front of my face before my eyes? <laughs> I know. It feels good. It feels good. I'm loving it. I like your energy. You're such a a true, true blessing in my life, Jill. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. So maybe the happy can is working. I don't know. It is dancing. Dancing. All right. All right. Are you gonna go? any part? Any parting words? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. No. Thank you for giving me something to chew on. Of course, always unexpected. I think. Um, I think what I'm going to do now, because it's Sunday, I'm going to take that, put a little, you know, shut that book, put it on the mm-hmm. shelf mm-hmm. and continue on with my day where I'm not thinking about how I can, um, you know, I need to recharge myself. So yeah. I'm going to, yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, great chat with you. You too. Enjoy your writer's retreat too. Thanks. <laughs> Enjoy your day. Thank you. Bye, love. Bye. Thanks, friend, for tuning in to this episode of the Listener Don't Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if so, please write us a review and share us with your friends. This episode is sponsored by Jill Daler Coaching, here to guide you to discover and recover your authentic self. If you're ready to create and live a fuck yeah life, I'm here for it. Let's connect at jilldaler.com.